0: You're listening to The Per Service Podcast, episode number one. Hello and welcome to The Per Service Podcast. This is the place for honest, real-world conversations with musicians in the performing arts. It seems like these days people keep saying classical music is dead, attention spans are about eight seconds long, and there's a lifetime's worth of streaming content available on the phone in your pocket. So why on earth do people dedicate their lives to learning an instrument, practicing for hours every day, and trying to earn a living solely by playing music? Well, that's why we're here. If you've been practicing your instrument for years and wondering, do I have what it takes to do this full time? Or do I have to be a full-time musician to be taken seriously? Or will I lose my love for music if I try to pay the bills as a musician? Then this is the place for you. Look, we know that locking yourself in a practice room for multiple hours every day is a difficult and isolating experience. We get it cuz we've all done that and we're I mean we're still doing it. This is the community that wants to openly talk about what it's really like and how we can learn from our shared experiences. Because we all get nervous, we all have to deal with difficult colleagues and we all have more practicing that we could be doing. We all cringe at those movies that come out for year that make it seem like all musicians actually want to be broke because music will conquer all. A quick word about the name of the podcast. The term per service is typically how we judge how good a gig is because we'd say a gig pays maybe $94 per service where each rehearsal or concert is a service. But money doesn't have to be the only way to measure how good a gig is. It could be a worthwhile because of the repertoire or because of your colleagues or for many other reasons that don't get counted for in just the rate per service. But more importantly, when we dig deeper, the term per service carries an important truth that many non-musicians just don't understand. That music is hard work and you're performing a service to enrich the lives of the audience members. It can be fulfilling, but you might not always get recognized or paid for it. Or you might get lots of recognition and paid really well for a gig that is completely draining and soul-sucking. Each day, each gig brings new challenges and new opportunities. Your hosts are four full-time musicians who are making a living by playing gigs, teaching students, practicing for auditions, and trying to maintain a balanced life with our friends and family. We'll introduce ourselves more in the coming episodes, but briefly, Anna Luce, she's a violinist in New York City who can make a mean gluten free brownie. Christian Marshall, an American violist but now living in Graz, Austria, looks pretty convincing in some later hosen. Jessica Wiersma, a violinist living in Indianapolis, has swept the field in multiple karaoke competitions. And Michael O'Giblin, that's me a violinist who has an unhealthy obsession with sriracha sauce. I was living and freelancing in Nashville for the last five years, but recently moved to northern Indiana, which I'll talk more about later. I'm really excited about this conversation because we wanted to start the podcast with some of the foundational questions. Why music? Why did you start? And why do you stick with it? And actually, to answer that question, we had to back up to the question before that, which is, what keeps people from starting? Or maybe why do people quit? So I know you're going to enjoy this and get a lot out of it. You can follow along at home at perservice.co forward slash one. And I'll be back at the end of the conversation to fill in any gaps. So let's get to it. Did we do it. Did we get into it. Yeah, You guys ready to go?
1: You Just had to do that mind. for inaugural cast.
0: Doesn't have to be a podcast. I still never seen it.
2: Except this. it really does. I haven't seen it.
0: <laughs> and it's really bad when I play these pop concerts that I have to play the music from it, and the like kids are like literally singing along to this orchestra. Aww. You know, like but that's so cute. I know. I was like, that's
2: great, but I can't believe there's already like pop concerts. Like it's already been like, yeah, in the, like, the pops. There wow. are
0: already arrangements of it.
2: We have not done that oh, yet.
0: Man, that is like guaranteed to win over the kids or just play some yeah. frozen.
2: We played some oh. Harry Potter. That's also a yeah. good one. And
0: so we're what we're gonna get into today is what it's it really like. The the things that come up that you don't even know about. So feel free to, you know, jump in and shout out any any other things that I'm leaving out. But the biggest complaint and most obvious that I think, you know, even non musicians see is that you know, being a musician doesn't make a lot of money. If you're become a musician to make lots of money, like, it's probably not going to go so well for you.
3: Uh,
0: amen. say
1: that again. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs>
3: and if it does go so well for you, it's probably not regular. Right. right. You know, people can Seasonal. be like, oh, I've got this. Or even gig-wise, because someone can say, I've got this awesome gig. It's two weeks long. I'm earning 4000 bucks, And then right. I'm jobless for another eight right. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, you know? I, I some used to people crave regularity. I used
0: to call it feast or famine. It was like, it oh yeah, mm-hmm. like December, we're making so much money playing Christmas concerts, and then like summer rolls around and it's like cricket. Yeah. But I had this friend, had this friend who, who says it's never really like feast or famine. It's 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 more like snack or famine. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's that's really bleak.
1: That's so true. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs>
0: so that's, that's probably the most obvious like it, okay. so, the second one i said was it's it's not really appreciated and that's not to say that you know nobody comes to concerts or nobody likes classical music but i think if you're get in the game of comparing yourself to pop culture stuff like no it it's <clears throat> it doesn't get the same amount of attention as you know the mm-hmm. pop
2: music world well and i think along with that it's also very misunderstood like the amount of times it's like oh, so you play violin for a hobby? It's like, no. Yeah, what
0: What else No, that's do my you job.
2: Do? Yeah, like that gets really frustrating oh, sometimes. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Just and explain you do meet it.
1: People, you meet people that are super friendly and super appreciative, but uh-huh. then, you know, inevitably because we're trying to pay the bills and we don't make enough money, we have to take gigs that we don't necessarily like, and sometimes that can be a great example of where you're not appreciated.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like certain people's birthday parties or background music C- at weddings celebrities have you really played play birthday parties nameless. uh anna had a gig with a certain celebrity playing a birthday, birthday party. party it's oh. like
1: Voldemort. we don't talk about it <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> you Just, I'll, I'll take the check and the check cleared so hey that's yeah the end.
1: yeah exactly that was the least appreciated i've ever been in my life that's for sure so I, super fun yeah. you get some of that sometimes you know you never know what life is going to throw at you you just have to roll with it
0: yeah uh Christian I'm be curious to hear I'm cracking <laughs> the, up the at the crunching
3: cracker. <laughs> These it's, are it's, sitting it's here it. so it's I like know, mindless like, to see what so throws it. at you. <laughs> oh,
0: <I'll laughs> cease <those> <laughs> all the vinegar. Oh, oh lovely.
1: I can't be trusted.
0: <laughs> we just need to go. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Don't worry. Christian, I'm a little curious. I mean, is it the same being in in Europe? Do you see the same sort of unappreciatedness or or it's a
3: different? No, I think it is different here. I think being a musician is really well respected at a certain level. I think like once you've gotten a like a full time job in an orchestra or you have something very steady, that's definitely well respected. And even more so if your orchestra has a good reputation in the city. Mm hmm. But there's definitely a clear distinction here between people who teach, people who mostly just do gigs, or people who play in their orchestra and that's it. Yeah. Mm. So I think those are the kind of three tiers that it's divided into.
2: Yeah.
1: So that's similar to the
2: US then. Are they all respected or is it like just different kinds of
3: different kinds of respect.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: The the biggest thing I, I see why so many musicians are just unhappy and kind of like grumpy and jaded when you know if you play in an orchestra i'm sure you don't have to look far to find <clears throat> this person i think is is a lot of this idea of an unfulfilled expectations or or people that thought that they were going to have this great illustrious career as being a soloist and then you know, it d- didn't work out. And so now, you know, maybe they tried doing chamber music, being a quartet or giving recitals or-, or that kind of prestigious role. But, you know, it also didn't work out. So I'm stuck playing in the orchestra. You know, maybe, it, right. maybe they still like it. But there's also, I think, a lot of this like, oh, I used to play in this big orchestra or I used to be the concertmaster of this orchestra. But now I'm just back here. And so I'm going to be miserable about, about it. So I, th- I think
1: we run into well, those people a lot because you can be sitting next to someone, you know, if they start name dropping immediately you're you're in for a long day <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of people, I think this is where that quote comes to mind, where the stakes are low, the ego is high, the highest. In fact, oh. I don't know who said that. I'll have to check it out. But like, I feel like that's so true in the music world. Oh, you know,
3: can you say that one more time? Yeah.
1: Where the stakes are low, the ego is highest. yeah Yeah. no
2: well it's funny because like you say that and when you start thinking about your own experiences with gigs like whether it's (laughs) gigs or like orchestral a Mm study orchestra thing like oh my gosh all the ones that i've shown up to them like here for a good time like whatever that's where you meet the personalities that are like this is serious because this is like my super bowl this week gig is my super bowl of the year and you're like (laughs) Okay. I'm just here to, you know, have a good time.
3: But I think this is also something that's universal, like even even where the stakes are high. Yeah. I remember hearing a podcast once with David Kim, who's concertmaster of Philadelphia, mm-hmm. I believe, and, and he was wanting to be a soloist for a while, and it wasn't really happening. And then his wife had told him, like, well, why don't you just consider being a concertmaster? Mm-hmm. And he was pissed. He was like, <laughs> hell No. Like, (laughs) yeah, I think he had even auditioned for a couple concertmaster roles and not won them. Yeah, I think that was even. And and so she was just trying to comfort him. And it was a real ego blow. But he said that's what got him into the mindset he needed to win as concertmaster Philadelphia because he he was almost too proud or like too bitter about the whole situation to even win it. And so he really needed to come down before he could function at the level he needed to. Well, and
2: I think some of that comes to, first of all, our definition of successes. Mm. Of course, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I don't know, As a, when I was younger, you know, like, you're only a good violinist if you're, like, in Chicago Symphony or if you're oh, in yeah. Cleveland Orchestra. And, like, as you get more into the music world, you start realizing how untrue that is. Like, there are, of yeah. course, great players in those orchestras, but, like, there's some really amazing players that are not in it. And so I think there's that. But then also I think the whole way that this schooling system is set up like you're brought up to kind of play solo music so i think you kind of start being mm-hmm. fed unrealistic things as you're young and oh yeah then you oh, have definitely. to like tweak it as you get older yeah sort of that kind
0: of leads us into the next one i have is that it, there's a lot of competition and there's a lot of rejection mm-hmm. i guess we've sort of mentioned both of those <clears throat> that like realistically you're not going to win every audition or you're not going to get every gig that comes up because there's People that are better you. There are people that are better looking than you. People more,
1: more well connected. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know
0: that uh, have blonde hair and wear heels that like, you'll never get called for those gigs. So
2: exactly, that, that's
0: a little bit in my neck of, neck of the woods. There's uh, a lot of these, you know, <laughs> TV ready gigs, and I'm not I'm I'm not TV ready. Like, or <laughs> ca- camera ready, right? <laughs> So so that's so. a break uh, yeah. Michael.
1: Oh. I think competition is probably what drives the lack of, of happiness in some musicians lives um not only the unfulfilled expectations but just like competition wears you down and the older you get the more difficult rejection is the harder it is to bounce back from rejection. Oh yeah. It is it is quite a thing to be like, well, I'm not making any money and I'm just going to keep taking these auditions, not really winning many. You definitely that's tricky. Not fun. And I think
0: there's so many people that that's like the breaking point for them is that it's it's just focusing on this one aspect that, oh, I keep getting rejected or I keep getting turned down and denied. And that's it. That's all they see Mm -hmm. is the outcome. I got one more, one more negative sort of thing, and then we can hopefully (laughs) turn the page on this. Because I'm getting really depressed thinking about all these things. I I
1: know.
0: This is like, (laughs) hang in there. The last place I guess is just the workplace stress and and dealing with colleagues that you don't really get along with. You, this isn't unique to musicians by any means. I'm sure everybody in every job. There's there's things that they don't like about showing up and they have to sit next to the Dwight Schroot of, of orchestras.
2: Yeah, I think what makes it a little bit unique for musicians is our close working quarters. This is not a unique issue to music, <laughs> but our close working quarters, like most people don't go to the office and sit like two feet away from there. Oh, yeah. Or sometimes you know, six like, inches away. Yeah. Right <laughs> from like you know, their assistant or their receptionist, and we're sitting like right next to each other, so yeah, <laughs> the personal space issue it doesn't exist as much for us, so I think that's where it gets a- unique.
0: Oh, yeah, for us. This is something also I saw. I've done a couple tours like on the tour bus thing, and that for real is personal <laughs> spaces because <laughs> like 12 people yeah. are living on this bus, like that's home for like a month, right? For these 12 people, and so. If you leave your shoes in the aisles, like, you're going to piss somebody off. Like, you know, it's just, like, little things that will just send people over the edge. problems in the yeah.
1: workplace. <laughs> it
0: really is. It's, like, living, having colleagues and that are your roommates. And, I mean, even, even a little bit having a stand partner is, it's kind of, like, you know, yeah, you're sharing a desk. Like, literally, that's what they call right. it. It's your, and so it can be, it can, you know, often just drive people nuts. and drives me nuts a lot of times the, the people the you know <laughs> that I get stuck with I've also found a little bit I sub in a lot of orchestras and I feel like as the sub you often get put next to the crazy person <laughs> yes. or like the personal manager yes. is a little bit like oh you're the new person okay well you get to no, sit I, next to
1: absolutely I can like, attest to that one
0: because you're not gonna talk back or or demand your own stand or you're just thinking, oh yeah, they'll and so and so of course you have to be nice and it's like oh great great.
2: Well, and so often too, as the sub, you're sitting towards you know the back of the section. Oh yeah. And so you know, there's always the like fun situation of like situating yourself so you can see the conductor and your you know your principal and you know even just the problems that causes and like as the sub, you're like oh okay, no, I'll like contort my body to fit here and yeah, sure that's Because you, know, that's you fine. don't want to upset anyone that's... and yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, gosh. Be doing it's such doing, a life. It's so fun. Anything else you guys want to add?
1: I think that's enough negatives yeah, for that's one an, day. Yeah, that's
0: uh, hopefully not causing people to sell their violin on eBay. Don't or,
2: jump ship. Yeah.
0: I think there there has to be something that you come back to or some reason why you stuck with it. Because after all these things, if you were just focusing on the money and the rejection and, and stuff, that's not going to keep you going because if, definitely it's going to cause you to, like, really question why you're still doing it and probably consider i don't even know selling insurance or something there's Which,
1: there's nothing wrong with selling insurance
0: <laughs> no no of course it's a great you know <laughs> but uh... if
1: you're if you're selling insurance because you're quitting music to escape it that's not always your best idea yeah, you Got to wrestle with the music you gotta wrestle yeah, yeah with the idea
3: i think whatever you choose to do after quitting music is going to suffer because yeah. you're going to be suffering, you're going to kind of treat it as you're going to have some sort of animosity toward it because you have things that you haven't finished processing. Oh, sure,
0: need, yeah. Need, need some, need some music therapy. Not, but not that yeah. kind of music therapy. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Uh, when I was in school, there was a uh. music therapist that came in and gave like a big demonstration, and I loved it. It was just like the most relaxing thing. I was like, oh, can you just hang keep doing this but
2: (laughs) sorry guitar and
0: like put all your troubles in this hot air balloon and let all your troubles (laughs) sail away i was like oh this is lovely i'm just letting all my my juries so lovely (laughs) i'm gonna pause the conversation right here for a second because actually this is where we change gears But first, a quick word from our sponsors. The Per Service podcast is made possible by OrchestraExcerpts.com. If you are preparing for an audition, OrchestraExcerpts.com makes it easy for any instrumentalist to listen to multiple recordings of excerpts and follow along with the sheet music on screen in one convenient place. You can learn more at OrchestraExcerpts.com. And we'd also like to thank the Masterworks Festival. The Masterworks Festival is a four-week performing arts festival with a spiritual emphasis for orchestra, chamber music, and intensive study. This festival is actually where the four of us met many years ago and became good friends. The 2016 Summer Festival is taking place this year at Cedarville College in Ohio. You can learn more at masterworksfestival.org. All right, let's get back to it. I think that there has to be some sort of personal connection with it, that you, you enjoy it. There's there's some sort of I it brings me satisfaction to play music. Otherwise Yeah, I think well, start? I
2: think maybe not at the very beginning. I mean, I think everyone's a little different. <laughs> some kids ask to start their lessons and other times the parents put them in the lessons. So to continue in it, especially past high school, like you have to enjoy it. Yeah. You have to have some element of enjoyment in it or why would you keep doing it?
0: That's at least for me is I often get bogged down in the trying to make Make the monies and learn all the notes and don't don't stick out and don't make a mistake. But I have to come back and, and realize and remember. It's like yeah, I I still I the, I think that's the drive that keeps me going. And still is that uh, that I enjoy doing it, even yeah. even though it is yeah. hard.
1: And the chance to play good rep, even if it's in like a pickup orchestra. A couple of weeks ago, I played Mahler one, and I was like, yes, Mahler one, I'm ready to go. And it, I knew it wasn't going to be the most fulfilling orchestral experience of my life but like just to acknowledge that some pieces you're you don't have the option to play often and you know just having thankfulness in that and enjoying it regardless of who you're sitting next to or whether or not you like the conductor
0: all right um the second one i got is this um the level of achievement That I think there is an element that this is what I'm good at. This is something that I've gone to school for. I have advanced degrees in this, and this is my skill.
2: Well, I think there's a competitiveness in music. Uh I mean, music isn't, like getting a job is highly competitive. And you can compete against other people, but you're also competing against yourself. Most musicians, to a degree, have... A competitive nature. Yeah. Because you can always get better in music. That's sure. one thing that's so great about it. And and sometimes and frustrating. It's yeah. like, you're never done learning, which is so cool. And also like, oh, okay, I'm tired. <laughs>
3: and, and also with the never done learning, there's also the never done exploring. There mm-hmm. are so many pieces. And no matter which genre, not genre, what's the word? Time period, you know, classical, yeah, romantic, could, what do you call that? Kind of yeah. So no matter whatever time period your favorite is, you know, there's no and to composers you can really discover or works you can find. I mean, you can spend your entire life basically delving into this and always have something new to find. And you can actually never be bored as a musician. And that's a challenge. Yeah. But it is out there. That is a possibility.
1: Yeah. I think it's really encouraging to hear you say that too because you're a violist. And of the instruments that complain about not having a rep, you know, enough rep is viola and some other instruments oh, yeah. in there but like if you as a violist can say that then nobody has any excuses
0: that is surprising <laughs> to me yeah I've, <laughs> I've i've heard of violinists specifically switching to viola because of that reason that mm-hmm. on viola they thought they could play all the repertoire like they could play everything because on violin it's oh, endless and it's it's good. a little depressing yeah. to think that like really there is so much music out there i will i could never play all yeah of it. maybe on viola oh, sure. yeah, but
2: but see yeah. i think that's cool there's so much out there, and... There's more than I a know. lifetime's worth. Oh, yeah. And it's not just solo music. I mean, that's, I think, too, what Christian was saying. If you keep mm-hmm. exploring stuff, you're going to find solo music, choral music, chamber, orchestral, like, duos, like, whatever. There's so much. And it's always cool to find new stuff, you oh, know, yeah. especially by, like, composers that you think that you know a lot of stuff about. And then you find oh, yeah. stuff that oh, you're yeah. like, what is this piece? This is oh, Yeah, and it's really amazing cool. that
0: people are still discovering works by famous composers. Mm-hmm. Every yeah, it's year there's so some great. like which is really amazing to me that there there are like libraries mm-hmm. that just have like stuff <laughs> Like stacked, stashed away, and they have stuff. no, you know, some stuff. And they're just like, oh, yeah, Indiana Joe and the musicologist guy is going to go dig around through <laughs> some, like, with a flashlight, like, back in. Oh my
1: gosh. I know. He's searching for the Holy Grail. Yeah,
0: and they found some unknown Bach. Right. Piano. And that's
1: exactly why I picked up early music, too, just because the vastness of the rep from the early music. You know, and to, like, try to play things the way that Bach heard them and all that. I'm just starting what I feel like is a completely new instrument, and I'm almost 30. Speaking
3: of Indiana Jones musicologists, I heard this story while (laughs) I was an undergrad. No, really. About Uh this woman who was a brilliant musicologist. She was one of those that was actually a musician before. She had found this. They were, like, going through, you know, old documents from a composer. Or, like, really, I mean, like, from the Renaissance. Uh Okay, so, like, really old stuff she found a piece of paper that had been printed, like, from an engraving. Mm -hmm. And she realized, only by looking at half of it, it was, like, torn in the middle, that it was, like, the missing piece to this other, like, original engraving they had. So she recognized it backwards, looking at it backwards. saying She knew it was this one piece for this document that was discovered, like, 30 years before that. I mean, it's crazy that there there is stuff out there that's still being found.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... I think to the people that are like, oh, Brahms 3 again, oh, oh Beethoven 5, well, we play this every year. It's like, well, okay, sure, maybe that's what you get paid to play, because that's what the sells the tickets. But mm-hmm. there's, you don't have to only play the music that you're getting paid to play. And so... That's why I think right. there's... Yeah, you can go...
2: Craft your own experience. Oh,
0: man, choose your own adventure.
2: Exactly. I love yeah. those stories. Well, and I think that's one thing that's great about music is, like, you have some like, ability to create your own kind of life and schedule. Mm-hmm. Obviously not 100% control over it, but you can kind of mix and match, like, like especially if you like different aspects of it. If you really like teaching and you want to teach, but you also want to play, you can you can mix work and match that out and... or you can move your teaching around to fit some cool yeah performance opportunity yeah no that's um, what
0: uh, most i think teachers do it's like it's a steady sort of reliable thing but it's flexible that if some awesome right. gig comes up you can be like sorry kid i'll see you next week or like <laughs> like i'm sorry right, i'm gonna go right. i'm gonna go play this rock show
2: right Or trans-siberian orchestra style you know <laughs>
0: oh, more more pyro just need more pyro i don't think they i don't think they invest More
2: cowbell and pyro
0: i don't think they invest enough in flamethrowers so i'm just gonna throw that out there for them like that's a huge reason why i stuck with it is that i am not a morning person like i don't want to wake up and it be expected to be at my office at 8 a.m like that's that's terrible
2: and productive at 8 a.m forget (laughs) it
0: no i'm i'm like brain dead i'm a like a inpatient like, like I stand. I often will just like get up and stand up and just like stare at nothing and just like oh, don't don't talk to me yet. And so, so my wife knows like I before like I have like some coffee and like just don't expect anything like productive or like don't talk about anything important because I'm probably not registering it and I'm probably not going to be able to, you know be in a good mood to offer anything helpful <laughs> back yeah. so that's, i don't
2: know i feel you on that yeah for sure
1: I mean, that's why those church gigs that have called times at 6 30 a.m or Ooh. even 8 30 a.m i'm out of here
0: those are that's rough
1: except i'm not because i'll take your money
0: <laughs> you would be like oh you'll still pay me to oh, well i guess
2: but like let's also can we talk about this just for a hot second and it's a little bit of a tangent people really end up thinking that like people who are not musicians let me say uh-huh we get this reputation of being lazy because of that what people need to understand is like when you have a 6 30 call time yeah like they don't understand what time you're actually getting up to oh, do right. that because it's not just like a regular job where you show up like you have to get up and shower right. and go yeah like there's other stuff that goes also, into like, it if well,
0: you're a couple minutes late to your job like uh, are are you gonna are you gonna right are you still don't gonna have feel. your job sure yeah yeah you'll show yes. up the next day they'll say hey try to be on yeah. time next time but no as a freelancer you show up late you're not going to get called You're done. Back. Yeah. They're like, well, we'll yeah. call somebody who shows up on time.
1: Uh, exactly. In stuff like that. You've probably gone to bed the night before for a late concert. So, you oh, know, yeah. you might not be in bed at till like the night or later. In the morning. That's the thing. Is right. Because I, you've been working.
0: Oh, yeah. There's yeah. no like, oh, uh, five o'clock rolls around and I'm done. Like, no, I just played a concert no. that got out at real. 1030 and now I have to drive an hour to get home. Right. or three hours, okay. like, no, like, like <laughs> Or depending, right? seven,
2: depending right. on, you know, where you're coming from. So, so, sorry, I just wanted to clarify, we are not lazy. We actually are incredibly hard Yeah,
0: people. and also, like, the working days are, like, weekends. Kiss your Friday and Saturday nights goodbye, for the most part, like, if we're mm-hmm. mostly talking about. And Sunday
2: afternoon. Yeah,
0: for classical musicians, but also, I mean, think about when the rest of the world wants to go relax or go enjoy something out. It's Friday, Saturday night. You know these peak chill times when your friends are like, "Hey, let's hang out on Friday night." I'm like, "I can't. I have a concert." So hey,
1: rehearsal. But for me, no, totally that's true.
0: but that's a that's a trade off that I'm willing to take because I don't want to get up at eight a.m. every day. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but Michael is We're really willing to have our weekend on Sunday night, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, and. Yeah, and really, it's like almost every every one of them can be a good thing or it can be a bad thing, and so it's a little bit like if you know which which side of it is better for you. Like then you know Mm -hmm. these are sort of the things that it's it's helpful to be aware about. And um, so that was that was lifestyle. That was I think that's a huge one. One of the um, kind of kind of a touchy one that I want to get to. This is getting a little edgy here. Is this um idea that there's maybe not Another option that this is, this is something that I went to school for I have degrees in I've got a really expensive instrument like I can't stop now but there's nothing like I didn't develop any other interest I don't have any other skills if I if I quit now it just means I'm gonna be you know working some minimum wage job working 40 hours a week
2: mm-hmm.
0: people can get, can get stuck in that uh, did you guys ever feel that way?
2: Oh, yeah. I think that there's, especially when you're still trying to, like, carve your way in the, you know, to figure out how to balance everything and do everything, mm-hmm. I think, and get, whatever. Yeah. I think there's a lot of pressure and it's hard. I think it, you know, some outside people and I think other people, you know, we put it on ourselves. Just, I made a good choice for myself. I put a lot of time and, you know, Lord knows that, like, your parents, if they've been supportive of it, have put a lot of money into your, oh, yeah. um, in Um. They- and, it, you know, when you're younger, and so I think you do feel at this pressure to follow through with it, especially to that point where your friends who are not musicians are getting jobs and are making those like what you would consider, quote unquote, normal life milestones mm-hmm. of like getting your first job, buying your first house, whatever, because mm-hmm. um, you might not be at the same place when they are. And so I think you do feel that. But that's when I think, again, you decide, like, is this what I really want to be doing? Because you can you can quit so easily so often. So you have to make that like if the people who stick with it, it's like I really need to do this for myself. And there's something in me that needs it or something. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, I think sometimes then you just collapse. Oh, yeah. So there's got to be something like that. I don't know. That one I realized is that
0: one was a little bit of a. That's a little bit down downer. That one, might, maybe should have covered in the earlier ones.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much depressing. <laughs> I'm
0: thoroughly gonna quit now. Yeah, just go. You can uh, find my email no, listing for my violin. just take an app and you'll feel better. Yeah, in the show notes and uh, um, uh, uh. here's a funny one. Um, is that actually, and this kind of came up. You know, when I was in school. I had a, a side job. I was working at the Pottery Barn. And but it was you know it was basically a wage. You
3: did? I did. Yeah, the Paltry
0: Barn. They have some oh, lovely, lovely, lovely. I'd rugs known and...
2: you then with some discounts. Oh yeah, I was. I was yeah, the, yeah. Barn of the Barn of Pottery. Anyway, yeah, but, nice. um, but
0: <gasps> I was working there and playing gigs, and I realized really, the the dollar per hour rate of being a musician is like actually pretty good because I could. I could work for, like, eight hours making $10 an hour, and then that night I could go to a rehearsal for two and a half hours and make $100 plus some gas <laughs> right. money. And I was like, right. why am I doing this? Like, this is, right. like, and maybe, okay, so maybe it was, like, I had to drive an hour to get there, and it was a two and a half hour rehearsal. I had to drive an hour to come back. So, you know, probably it was, like, five hours. And But, like, okay, Two of those hours, I was like sitting in the car, listening to music and talking to friends. And then maybe on the weekend, if I didn't work, I could go play a wedding and make 100, 150 dollars in an hour or two hours. And I was just like, actually, the, the dollar per hour is really good. Like, you know, you can make 50, 75, 100 dollars an hour. And this is the flip side of the first one that people say. Oh, you know, musicians never make a lot of money. And it's like, no, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get seven weddings in a week. But you, <laughs> you know, you could play one or two right. and make pretty good money in a short amount of time. Yeah, I sure.
1: learned that really fast because I worked at anthropology and I took all the gigs, and then I physically made myself ill because it was too many hours, you know, doing things. And you realize, eh, aside from that discount, this was really not worth. <laughs> not worth it you know it, it reaffirms or reinstates your willingness to get back out there and try to get more gigs because like you're saying and there's nothing wrong with working those real retail jobs but it's extremely difficult to do that and try to be a musician you kind of just have to like sign up for one or the other in your yeah. in your 20s
3: people who run two parallel career paths mm-hmm. at once is they think like okay well for this path i have 100 percent energy and then for this path, I have 100% energy. But it doesn't work like right. that. If you have one morning shift at a restaurant or at a shop that's stressful and then you go to rehearsal the afternoon, you don't have the energy that you did that morning when you woke up. You know, Oh, you're so right. And, you're yeah. and, and that's, yeah, that's true. Or if you have... Um, a full-time job and you're wanting to prepare for auditions when you get home at night you mm-hmm. don't have the energy to practice for four or five hours oh yeah you you no. might do it but mentally you're already tired so from say the mentally
2: day. you don't even have the energy sometimes for two hours of good practice I mean, yeah before. and so i
3: think that's that's also something that people need to to learn early on to say okay this is the amount of energy i'll have for the day and i need to allocate it wisely
0: yeah Mm -hmm. i think that's huge that it's like you are a whole person and like everything affects your whole like all the parts of you and you can't like compartmentalize and Mm -hmm. oh it's so important to know that i like the the tiger woods analogy that it's like he was you know (laughs) he's oh he's the greatest golfer and then when this whole like scandal and his whole private and personal life fell apart like his golf game fell apart like he was oh, not right yeah it wasn't true. like oh there's a separate yeah. tiger woods the person life and then there's a that's separate a uh tiger woods the golfer because it's like it's the same you're the same person and so like if you're having like real big problems you're know, trying to have all these commitments to to multiple things it's like something yeah. They, they affect each other. Right.
2: Yeah. That's a very good analogy. Oh, good tip. Oh.
0: That's a whole, I'm sure we, that's a whole something we'll get into about just the whole oh, yeah, work-life balance thing. and how do we.
2: Oh, well, I was just going to say one thing that I think should be encouraging to our listener that I'm just going to point out is that all four of us here have worked other jobs, like non-musical related jobs, whether it be in retail or office or whatever. We've all done it oh, and yeah. we've all come back to music. Yeah. I mean, we've all like <laughs> I don't know. I just think that's really important. And and not that like, you know, we won't have to do some of that stuff at some point. I don't know, who knows. Right. But the point is we all like have done it knowing it's temporary and we don't want to do that forever. Right. I
0: think you it's it's incredibly important I think to try other things and and really see if, you know, is it going to work out? Do I really love music that much that if I, you know, try this job am I always going to be wishing that I would have given music a full shot. And I think that's that's something right. I came back to and I kept coming back to is like, I want to like really give it a good honest try and really, really try to see if it'll, if I, if I can make it work. Because when I do all these other things, like I, that's when I'm miserable. Like that's when I'm the grumpy person and not fun to be around is because I always wish, oh, yeah. you know, I, if I really pursued this passion or, and that's a... That's a loaded word that we can unpack later (laughs) that, you know, I I would always wonder. And for me, it wasn't enough. Mm And I I think for some people, like if it's only an interest enough to be a hobby and that's just something you want to do on the side and not make it the place where you make your money, like, that's okay, too. So here's another um, something that I think it's hard to kind of go to this place. Because I think being a professional musician, like you do get into the nuts and bolts mindset of like, I got to go to this job at this time, I got to play these notes. And then I got to get back because I got the other thing to get to the (laughs) artistry kind of fades away. um, The enjoyment of it can kind of fade away. But I think one of the things like, what I keep coming back to is sort of that music is really powerful. Um, like it's enriching to others and that other people have like these em- amazing emotional experiences. They experience these emotions and they felt things in this concert that they wouldn't normally uh, experience. It's kind of like, you know, watching watching a movie because they you don't normally feel these, you know, these deep inner emotions in just your day-to-day life. That's something that I often... Schluff off and i'm like oh yeah yeah of course it's this deeper level but a lot of times i have to remind myself it is touching me in deeper way and i'm feeling all all these things that that i don't normally if i'm just thinking of it as you know as as a job this is is a little bit of therapy for me i'm
2: I'm well i think that there are moments you don't necessarily feel that even if you have a full-time job like you're not going to feel that way every concert but when you do feel that way Oh, yeah. It carries you through to the next time you feel it. And that's something that's kind of there are moments throughout your season that it's just like, oh, man. And -hmm. it's different for everyone. Like, so not everyone is necessarily going to feel the same moment, right? What's one of the things you like keeps you going? I don't know. I've never done drugs, but I imagine that's like what the high is like. (laughs) No, but seriously, because it's just like that's what keeps you going. It's like for that next moment. And like when you're struggling, you can like recall that concert or that that or that moment that like somebody came up to you like maybe you didn't necessarily feel anything but an audience member came up and said like thank you so much like that I can't tell you how much that moved me and you you know or like whatever and that is also like what
0: we you do it for yeah that's what I think is Really amazing, and I appreciate that so much when people come up to me and, and, you know, sometimes they're in tears and they're just like, that
2: was so Mm -hmm. beautiful. And I was
0: like, Like, what we just did? We're like, were you at the same
2: concert that I was just at? (laughs) (laughs) But that's why music is so cool because, like, it gets everyone differently at different times and yeah, including
0: yourself as the player and, like. There is, like, a spiritual element that a lot of times – like not even related to, you know, playing in church or that kind of worship, you know, worship scene. I'm not really talking about like playing music in in the band at church or whatever, but even just in the concert hall, like there are a lot of times people will have sort of a spiritual connection through the music. No words said, nothing, no direct, you know, message or anything like that. There is a sort of deeper level to music. That I think music facilitates and opens the door for. Absolutely,
2: right. yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So um, I think we
2: I think we got everything right. Oh, what about like the travel opportunities? Oh, just dude. like that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, just like most of the places I've traveled to have been for for music. Yeah, like oh, yeah. opportunities and like I've been really fortunate to travel quite a bit and like yeah, I, I mean know. that's how it's awesome. Christian
0: and I met. For the first time we were in England? Was that? Mm-hmm. that is it? England,
3: we yeah. Winchester.
2: Yeah, we were at Oh, a, really? Yep. Yeah,
0: that was actually the first place that Christian and I met. And then. Oh, I met it's such at, a
1: magical land. Isn't it?
0: <laughs> oh, Winchester. It Wait, did both you guys go there at different times? We,
2: too? We, yeah, we, we went, went after. But it was way and, after. Yeah, because I,
0: I think I, I don't know if I already knew you guys. I met you guys at.
2: Yes, and, we did know each other. It was the summer yeah. of your wedding. You knew me before. Stand down. Happened. Not real. <laughs> I like. You're just fill water. I, I, is that?
0: I thought we weren't gonna do the microphone drop, like, boom. Well, I did
2: also, th- apparently, Anna's ready to be done. <laughs> <laughs> She's ah! quite throwing things. No, and oh. my
1: microphone legit fell over. Hold on. Well,
2: so but then water, I guess I so. Over. Along with the travel thing, you could yeah. also say that like the people. Well, there are challenges at times with your colleagues. Sure. I don't know. We're just trying to we're trying to continue a conversation here, Anna. Yeah. <laughs> is your microphone even on?
1: Is, it... is this thing on? Oh no, is it broken? No, there. Yeah. I
0: hear you. No, it's good. You're there. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's about it. I think we should we should wrap this wrap this thing up. Should we, should we say our names and like that's you know they always say like on behalf of so and so and so. Like. sure
1: okay all right ready everybody ready
3: Mm
1: -hmm. i'm anna loose i'm christian marshall and i'm jessica
3: and i'm
0: michael ogiblin so that's our show folks if you'd like to see the points from all our conversation today you can find them in the show notes online at www.perservice.co forward slash one like the number and no spaces that's P-E-R-S-E-R-V-I-C-E dot co forward slash one. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review in iTunes. It won't take you very long and it would just mean the world to us because it'll help other musicians find our podcast. And we want to hear from you. Why did you begin your journey in music? And what keeps you going? Tell us in the comments again at perservice.co forward slash one. If you have a question you'd like to ask, we'd love to hear from you. You can ask a question in the comments of the show notes or record your question with the SpeakPipe widget on the show notes page or in your iTunes review, or you can even just email us at hey at perservice.co. That's H-E-Y at perservice.co. Our next episode is a really great one, too. It's all about this mysterious or maybe misused word, passion, and what it actually looks like. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Be well and practice well.